0: Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. So glad that you're here. Glad to have you back. We hope you enjoyed last week's show. I'm Chris and I'm Jake. And uh yeah, we've got some good stuff on the docket for you today. Some uh you know, we're going to hit some Tesla stuff again. I think with the way that things are are going, that's going to be kind of a continual thing that's going to going to pop up. We're probably going to mention it once every episode or two just I would to kind of keep on top of it just because it's something that I'm so kind of tuned in on. Obviously, if
1: if you've been listening. Right. It's, well, maybe new listeners here. Yeah. Maybe. New year, new, new year. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Maybe probably new not.
0: show. No. Yeah, well, th- it is growing every single week. And that is exciting. And we I appreciate I, everyone's
1: and I, uh, feedback and sharing it. If you like the show, share it with your friends. Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty much how it works. You know, that's our our listenership is going up. And I'm not really doing anything other than talking into this microphone, <laughs> so I'm not really advertising. You, I'm not you're do- doing all the work. I'm just talking into the microphone. Well, I'm doing the producing. I'm doing the producing, but I haven't really done anything beyond that. I'm not advertising. Right. I don't have any money to it. Right. So I just want to thank everybody else for kind of you know you know pushing the ship along. Absolutely. So, so that that's been that's been really
1: nice. So uh, speaking of the new year here, what what have you been doing lately, car wise? Do you have any news? I noticed when I pulled into our studio parking lot that. The, I got uh, a new car. Well, yeah, it's definitely not your sport wagon. Well,
0: it is a Golf Alltrack. Right. And which is a basically a four motion. It's a, it's if you know what an Audi Road is, it's like that, but it's but a, a Golf a Volkswagen. Wagon. Right. So it's kind of a I like it. It's but it's kind of silly at the same time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like it. The all wheel drive doesn't seem that awesome. I was like trying to do some donuts and stuff and it's kind of is it still it's not Quattro. That's for sure. Is it
1: still Haldex based? Do you know?
0: I'm sure. I honestly yeah. don't know, but I imagine Right. So it's they basically a lot of money the, the front that, so.
1: wheels may still have to slip before the rear engages. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So it's not like you just hop on the gas and you're four wheel drifting around the snowy corner. Right. You know, it kind of has to think about it. Plus, I was driving and, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm turning onto my street. And I want to turn the traction control off, so I go to like hit the menu button, right? Where you you hit car, and then you go to setup, and then oh, you,
1: so it's a screen. It's a screen. Like on the new car, it's cars. not like a button where right. it's an
0: ASR button. You actually have to we go can't to the do screen. that anymore. Nope. So, but on my car, I can't. My golf, I can. I can go into the screen turn that traction control off. It
1: takes a couple extra steps. No, but, I just meant we can't have buttons anymore. Because no, apparently, no, buttons the aren't cool. They're gone.
0: They're gone. So anyway, so I tried to hit the the thing, and it goes. Sorry, you can't do this while you're driving. <laughs>
1: So you have to turn traction I control have,
0: off. I have, to, I have to stop the car. Right. And then, I, you know what else I couldn't do? Is I couldn't, someone had been fucking with the stupid audio in the car. So I'm listening to k okay. and it sounds like that. Okay. So it <laughs> sounds like super bassy. <laughs> and sounds absolutely awful. So I'm like, all right, I want to turn the bass down. So I hit the sound button in the car menu so I can yeah. turn the bass on. You cannot do this while you were driving. Really? So I couldn't turn the traction control off. I couldn't adjust the bass. couldn't do anything unless I stopped the car. Did you stop? No, I didn't stop. I just drove the rest of <laughs> the way home, stewing about how irritated I was. I mean... I, it, it didn't even give me... You know, like, Waze will give you a passenger button. Yeah. So you can yep. hit, I'm the passenger, which I always hit when I'm driving anyway. Because, right. I think everyone does. Yeah. So all they are is introducing a more dangerous step. They're at, actually increasing... <laughs> Good point. ...by like three quarters of a second. The but now they're not liable. They said, hey, we, we told you not to. They shouldn't be liable anyway. Oh, it's my choice. So, yeah. So I don't... I don't know. I don't really... Not a big fan of that. Plus it does have heated seats, which I like, which is okay. the only thing that I like. But it also does has, your sport wagon not have heated seats? It does not. Oh. and Which I really, really miss having heated yeah. seats. I've got them in my Tahoe, which is great. Okay. Um, which doesn't have heat at all, as everybody knows Right, now, so, so. The heated seats
1: are clutch. That, yeah, yeah, that is.
0: Um, so another thing that this thing has is it has, I'll get to why I actually have this vehicle okay. in a minute. But, um, <laughs> but You're just listing the highlights and low the lights highlights, of it. Yeah, so it also has adaptive cruise control. Yeah. Which I do not like. I do so, not like it at all. It is the laziest, stupidest thing I have ever heard of in a car.
1: Yeah. And so to clarify, it, this is where you put on the cruise. And when you're in traffic, it will basically slow down if the car in front right. of you is slowing down to the point where... Or have you done it where bit. it'll actually stop you?
0: It doesn't stop you. Oh, it doesn't? No. So I actually had it on. I'm like, I'm going to see how close I can get yeah. to this car in front of me. And eventually I'm like, oh shit, I better hit the brakes. <laughs> you know, but um, it, it's so... It just seems... Hey, why don't you go ahead and text while you drive? Because this car in front of you, if it slows down, the car will slow down as well.
1: Right. It seems it, way lazy. It's giving lazy. you an, an excuse. Yeah. To well, not that's pay with attention. I don't a like A lot it. of this technology, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to talk about that, but just the fact that not only the adaptive cruise control, but like the lane avoidance where basically it'll keep you in the lane or right. buzz at you if you're you're drifting out of the lane. Yep. Again, what is that telling people to do? It's like, well, you don't need to watch. You don't need to focus. So why would you? Yeah, not a big fan of that. Plus, there's like a little screen that has a picture of the of a car on it. And it's okay. like a it's like
0: a grid, like a, like it's a perspective it goes off into the distance, like it's the road. And there's a bunch of horizontal lines that stack up on it. Right. Designating the distance in front of you. And this and is it, in the menu, in the, the menu, and it's a big okay. in, in the heads-up display. Not the heads. I'm sorry, the the, M, the multi-function indicator right, okay. Display at MFD in the center of the console, and it says, as you're getting closer to the car in front of you, it actually shows a picture of a car getting closer to you. So you're looking out the windshield, seeing the car getting closer, and also <laughs> and on the screen. And you're sitting here looking at your video game in your
1: car. Yeah, and you're, the you're car like, getting looking closer. at just, Oh, cool! Look at this. We're gonna crash. So
0: stupid. And then I was, uh, I was playing, I, I was sitting at a light and I was, so it allowed me to actually do what the fuck I wanted to do, which is get into the car menu. Did you have to have it in park?
1: Or no, you just it was when I, when I was stopped, it let me do it.
0: Okay. So I, I hit car menu again and pulled it up and I'm like, Oh, what's this? It's like, you can see it's got a uh, blue training. Blue training. Blue training, which is... Is this like an eco-driving... It's like a driving game almost, where it has like all these pro tips, where if you touch them, it tells you, this is how this will impact your economy. And it's like, be aerodynamic. So, okay, be, so they're
1: don't... gamifying being economic right. with your
0: driving style. It's like, use the um, the gas shut-up. Like, when you cruise, it turns the, the, the injectors off. It says, do this. You know, keep your tires inflated. And it has all these different things. But also, yeah. it has a little monitor... It's like a little round thing that looks like Hal from uh, Space Odyssey. (laughs) Hello, Dave. Yeah, exactly. And it's sitting there and it has like a little knob that goes around. And I could not get this. There's like if you coast, it says eco. Right. Right in the middle. It says eco on it. And I could not get this thing to say eco at any other point other than when I was cruising. I could not. I tried driving like a total pussy. And I could not get this. I'm thing sure to say it's just eco. whenever you're applying
1: gas, my it eco score
0: away. is 82 out of 100. So that's like a B minus from from what from it's telling from Westside Volkswagen to my house to okay. here. I got an eco score of 82 out of 100. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's like a B minus. It's better than zero. But were you really trying? No, I wasn't trying at all. Oh, okay. So I, it's just like really. <laughs> so so you're you're paying for this when you buy the car. Yeah. Right? I mean, this isn't free. So all of this heads-up display, this, all this uh, user interface you has to be designed. You keep saying heads-up
1: display. Does it have heads-up display? I,
0: I don't know why I keep saying that. It's not. It's the display on, okay. by, on the stereo off the yeah. where, where the CarPlay is. You know, right. Apple CarPlay or Google Play or whatever it is. and The all big iPad in that the, the dashboard. all has to be designed. That user interface has to be designed. It has to be programmed. Absolutely. And how much does that
1: cost? A lot, but, you know, there's we a don't. big... Well, you were just about to say we don't need it. There's a big market of people out there that that's what they look for. They look for the technology. Then they, they should have just bought, the they just bought a diesel. Whatever. They should have just bought a diesel. Then I'm gonna go further and say it's not even about the economy. It's about the infotainment. It's about the personal the, the virtue cool signaling. little yeah gamification. It's well, I'm per, sorry. What, what did you
0: say? <laughs> personal virtue signaling. Okay. So they get to go on this this. Tr- blue training right. and feel good that they're driving their True. car at the most economical you know, way You know what possible. would be even
1: better? They need to link it to social media so now you can post your 82% I,
0: score. I bet if we look up the hashtag blue training there's guys with a picture of their top score. I've got a 97 over this many miles. Yeah, it, but you know how many people track, There's graphs that say at this hour you did this at this hour sure. you did this. I mean it's
1: oh my god. And you can see when you got in road rage and, and floored it to get around the guy. Yeah because it drops way down <laughs> or whatever. But think about that. How many years do you think it's going to be? Not even years. How many software updates do you think it's going to be before they have a button here that says share to social media on how well you drove? And now it's going to be because that is a subculture is like these hypermiling guys. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. We're going to I'm going to look up the hashtag. I'm going to find a hashtag. of some Yeah. And I bet bet it's a guy with like a little wool hat with the flaps that fold down over his ears. I bet it's that guy. Where who <laughs> wears who wears like gloves with like the woolly stuff on the inside but okay. they're brown on the outside but they've got this
1: Is that a hipster guy or what is that guy? I don't know but that's the guy. He's, you know, he's like it looks like a pair of gloves turned eco- turned
0: inside out. You know the brown gloves that are like lambskin and they got lamb on the inside and they look like they're turned inside out and they have the stitching on the outside. <laughs> okay. And he's driving with those gloves You which are, are very bullshit. specific with your stereotype. He's got he's got a, he's got a wool hat with the little flaps over his ears. He's got glasses okay. on. So rimless. Okay. Rimless glasses. Yeah, this is the guy. He has slippers. He wears slippers at home. He wears slippers. Yeah. You know, slippers aren't bad. Let's not knock people who wear slippers. No, it's just all these things together make <laughs> for a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the reason that I even had this car yeah. is um, my my car finally blew up again so, with the ad blue. And it's I got a message on the screen that says... So I don't think you talked about this last week. Uh, maybe I didn't. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So your Golf Sport Wagon is the diesel model. I think I talked about this with Glenn when Glenn was on. That could So be. basically what it is is I have the diesel and you need Blue Def, which is basically
1: a diesel emissions formula. Yep. It's and it's an additive. It's mo- urea. It's, yep, urea injection into the exhaust yep. that somehow catalyzes it so it's, it's it less off. I think it
0: cleans off because it doesn't run all the time. It has what's called a recharge or regen mode. Yeah. And from, I think it's like
1: cleaning off something. I like, think it's like a separate catalytic converter. Think of it right. as right. And yeah, so it needs this this urea to clean that catalyst. Right. So it uses it every once in a while. So okay.
0: basically, it's a completely useless. Well, not useless, but it's completely unnecessary to the driving experience of getting from A to B. It is completely unnecessary in every way and serves the driver in no positive way whatsoever. Okay. None. I challenge you to tell me one positive way in which
1: this ad blue thing benefits. The owner of the car. No, I think it's the same, it's, like I said, like a catalytic converter. I mean, I, I don't think you could say the same yeah. for that either. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, exactly. So, I, it, so you're upset about it though, obviously. I don't obviously. like it. And <laughs>
0: so I didn't like that I had to fill it up. When the dealership did not fill it up for me at my service, so how how frequently do you have to fill this? And is it like it it's a like separate it, tank? I think it's kind of like every five thousand miles. So it's like seventy 7, five hundred miles. Maybe an
1: oil change type. Yeah, like frequency. every oil change you do it, or every oil okay. change and a half.
0: But I drive a lot, so I got this car. When where do you think, when I'm do you just
1: think? I'm just curious about the system now. Where is this tank? How do you it's access right it? It's right next to the gas tank, so it's got is a little cap. Is there a separate
0: little filler? Yep. Cap. There's, or yep, or there's a little cap that's blue.
1: It says blue def on it. Oh, okay. Or add
0: blue. And it's right there. And it's the tank, the jug is two and a half gallons and you're like glurk glurk glurk. Oh, cause like, you this? buy like you buy it in a jug. A huge jug with it. And then the nozzle's like ten feet long because okay. you don't want to get this shit on you because it stinks. Oh really? And I, maybe. Is it know, like super corrosive and no, it's just ammonia, basically. Yeah. You know, okay. it's just it's fucking synthetic piss. You could pee it, it. You you probably could. <laughs> Although you probably get like urea crystals or something somewhere at some point, <laughs> yeah. And you'd void your warranty as they found human... You know, urine you your, sorry, sir, <laughs> we have to avoid your warranty. You did this wrong. Um, so I got an error on the screen today that says, error, add blue, and it's got a little wrench next to it. Kay. And at first I'm like, shit, I need to add this stuff again? And then I'm like, wait, it's only a 600-mile warning rather than the 2,000-mile warning or 1,500-mile okay. warning. Okay, so it's like
1: time. you, you it's don't fucking. have very long. No, it's
0: fucking broken is what it is. So what
1: happens after 600 miles? The car
0: will not start. Are you serious? It will literally hold you hostage. It's holding me hostage. Wow. It will not start. So
1: by proxy,
0: yeah. the EPA is holding me
1: hostage. Um, little extreme, but yeah, but I mean, I can't think of another system on your car where if you run out of fluid, it'll just stop. Well, Even oil? I, no, but not <laughs> via like the system. I was just going to say that as an example. Even if you ran out of oil, it would still like the car would start right. and you'd go down it the road will, until it, your engine exploded. It will not
0: allow you to start the car. That's purely, crazy. purely based on emissions requirements. Yeah. So it's not like you're an idiot and you ran out of gas. It's not like you're an idiot and you didn't check your oil. This is a this is a a, a fluid that's completely stupid and and <laughs> wasteful. And I think it started with the fleet stuff, like semis, and I think you know trucks and stuff. I could see that. Like it's a DOT requirement. Yeah. So they now. they're the ones that used it a lot. Is those guys? Then it's kind of trickled into the into the car market as you know. And now I think what happened, and it reeks. Like everyone, it's recharging. You can smell it. Can Jess, you? Oh, Jess called me one day. She's like, "It, it effing stinks in this car. It so smells when like it, cat
1: piss." When it's doing its regular cycle, I, I don't think system. it's supposed to. I don't think it's supposed to. So okay, I think that was mine, that was the issue. I think mine was breaking or issue.
0: like puking the stuff out or something like that. It so must I, just be injecting it constantly yeah, so, or something. Um I'm not going to run an ad for Volks- for Westside Volkswagen take, because I'm just going to mention how <laughs> great they were about how they
1: really helped us out. Okay. So they were really I busy. I thought you were going to say because you're crapping on Volkswagen <laughs> no, right now. No, no. <laughs> no, So I took the
0: car down there and um, they were really, really, really busy. But they took the car and it gave me a rental anyway. They, were, they really took care of me. It was great. There's like no questions to ask. Yep, no problem. Because I was like, this thing's a time bomb. I got 350 miles left. I'm going to do that in two or three days. Yeah. Because how
1: long have I had this Is thing? Is that car make? under warranty still? Yeah. So the warranty okay.
0: on all the emission stuff, the standard warranty is 30,000 miles, Okay. but they, because of the EPA bullshit where they cheated and, and apparently killed right. small children everywhere, um, <laughs> they extended the warranty on the fuel system, okay. the turbocharging system, the emissions system, and a couple other things to 12 years, 165,000 miles. Oh, wow. That is actually
1: very impressive. It's cool.
0: And that's, other than the fact that that's why I don't want to chip the car. Because, because I don't then wanna, you void that warranty. Yeah, because I could so ship it valuable. and get rid of this blue def thing. Well, I was anyway. gonna
1: say, yeah, there has to be a way to kind of code this out or remove it. I, in theory, yeah, you know, you. you, you but
0: then, yeah, you void when I lose my warranty. warranty. So that's kind of a kind of a bummer in, okay. in that regard.
1: But. Well, I'm glad the West Side took care of you here. Yeah, um, that, so that was good. I mean, at least that was
0: the the shining thing. But now I've got this other car that I don't like because it's got all these extra. I don't need extraneous shit. I don't need any of it. See, I, I just want to know what my fuel economy is and what the temperature is outside. I'm that's
1: 100% with you and that's why if you look at the cars I own, they're all like manual, they're base everything model, the truck is just not even leather, you know. So I'm totally on board with that. I'm I'm kind of so what what drew you to the diesel golf? I, I in the first what place was I driving, I think I was driving that
0: shitty Mercedes at the time. Okay. And I had, and I wanted to get a truck. I didn't have a truck to tow my boat. So I'm like, I'm this constant merry-go-round of cars. I know and you. Are. I honestly don't even remember what kind of spurred this on. I think it was the fact that hey, they're finally selling these cars, and they're doing it at nine thousand dollars off MSRP. Right. Because and I'm like, holy fuck, I better go get one of those. And my only regret is that I didn't. I guess I shouldn't have said that. I only want to know how much fuel economy. What the temperatures outside? Because I really. Wish I had climate control. Okay, because right now you just have the knob. I hate the knob because I'm I'm hot. I'm cold. I'm hot. I'm cold. <laughs> My legs are cold. My toes are cold. The, all the that's fr- frosting up on the thing, and all the the well, washer fluid is. Freezing you know what? On that's better than what's that? Not having heat in your truck. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, kudos to Volkswagen or uh, Westside. Actually, they're probably going to try and help me out somehow. They said it's out of warranty, but we'll do what we can. Okay. You know, because I I basically explained. I'm like, hey, you know, well, the- isn't that system part of the extended warranty? Well yeah, but that's only three months, three thousand miles. And I'm way past that. I'm at like five thousand miles. I thought you said it was like a twelve year thing. This is the truck. The tow- oh, the truck, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So the Oh, you bought the truck from them as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I buy, try to buy as many cars from them as possible because they're always yep. just been so swell. Um plus I like my salesman. He's a nice guy and drives cool shit. He's got an M five and an old S four and stuff like that. Yeah. So- like you mentioned, they're they're enthusiasts. Over yep, there. They're enthusiasts. So, cool. so- Um,
1: anyway, so that's been my, your adventure this week. That's been my day. It's been great. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, well, uh, let's, let's get right into our our next segment here. This
0: is kind of our main, main segment. And I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks and I made a post about this on Facebook as you might've saw. And the reaction was exactly what I thought it would be. You know, the first person to post was my wife and she just goes, liar. (laughs) She says liar. So I made a post that said, we are in the golden era of motoring right now. At, yeah. this, at this time, at this moment, we are in the golden era of motoring. It's never been better
1: to be a car enthusiast and ever. I love to be adversarial with you. And my first knee-jerk reaction is everyone has always thought they're living in the golden era of everything.
0: I don't think that can be true because motoring's only been around for a hundred in any real sense for if less you were than a hundred years. Back in
1: muscle car days, you would have thought you were in the golden era of motoring, the horsepower wars in yeah. the '60s and '70s. Sure,
0: but those cars, but you were surrounded by shitty cars too, uh, shitty '70s cars. Yeah, but it's all relative, like Pintos and shit like that. You know, so now those cars are still cool. So muscle cars are You're still cool. You're saying the muscle cars are still they're cool. They're still cool. The guys yep. that thought they were cool think they're even cooler now. Than they ever did then because that right. shit is way cooler than a brand new Hyundai. Oh, yeah. No, but I, back in the day, that shit was like just a new car. It was special, but it wasn't special. Like right now, to a lot of those guys, like a Hemi Cuda or something, that car is special, or the judge, or whatever the case may be, or right. a 442 Olds, or any of that stuff is really, really special now versus back then, it was just like. You know, it was just a hot car. It's a really cool new car. Right. So I know what you mean. We didn't know how special some of this older stuff was. Some of the people on on my Facebook post immediately were like, well, the 80s were way better with analog cars. But if you bought a car in the 80s, you didn't know. What was coming next? You didn't know that we were going to be filled with airbags and crumple zones and, right. and adaptive cruise control and fucking blue uh, blue training and every, all this other so you're, shit.
1: So you're arguing against your own point right now, saying that we have all this shit that's superfluous right now and that those cars but, but, were better. But here's the deal is our
0: knowledge of how much shit sucks right now mm-hmm. leads us to finally be able to appreciate cars that we can still drive today. Right. We can still go buy a Camaro or a, an old GTI or a seventy two nine eleven, and the appreciation that you can have for that car is far higher so than ever. Like my my car was probably seven or eight thousand dollars new, my nine eleven maybe nine or something six right. somewhere in there. Mike, I had a guy offer me seventy thousand dollars for my car. You mentioned that the other day. Did That's, you take it? No, I did not. I would have. <laughs> he, he, he wanted me to go get a PPI on it somewhere. He go drive it. I'm like, I'm not driving anywhere. you Nuts. So. So you're saying, you're,
1: yeah, your point is hindsight being 2020, basically now we have the luxury of looking back and having context of what made these cars great. Right. But with that argument, I'm going to say, so what's to stop it from always being better in 10 we, years and 20 years now? We're still going to be able to because look of the back
0: po- because of the political climate. OK, I think as as I'll get into later, I mean, it. By twenty forty, we're probably not gonna be selling any cars that are combustion engines anymore. So you're actually gonna see okay. you're gonna start seeing a downturn in automotive enthusiasm. And I think we've talked
1: about that in other episodes. Okay. I think we're having an
0: inevitable downturn in
1: enthusiasm. Because what I was gonna say is there's still I, I can't see a time in our lifetime, or at least the near future, where they're gonna prevent you from driving I don't these older cars.
0: I don't think you'll ever see um it's more forced obsolescence than it is legally saying you cannot. Um, I think what will eventually happen is you'll have Autobahn country clubs with a track next to it. You can take your car there. You can drive right. it. Or maybe you'll still be able to drive your car out on the road, but you're not going to be able to do it anywhere within the city limits, Or which already happens in Europe some places, where you can't take an, an antique car and drive it in, in Belgium. In
1: some of the city centers, you cannot do it. I know like there's a tax in like downtown London... We're yeah. based on your displacement and stuff. There, but, but are it, you saying there's actually places, there's you know, places for you, a fact? For
0: a fact, you cannot drive your classic car in the city limits. So hmm. it's it's always probably going to be possible, but they're just going to, it's just going to be something that's structured around kind of keeping you from doing it. Kind of planned obsolescence, kind of like a a roundabout way of of getting rid of things without saying you can't do this anymore. Right. right. Just think of how how expensive petroleum is going to start to get.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I I guess my my argument still against your point that right now today is the golden age of motoring is it seems very ambiguous. So I agree. There are these factors that point to we have the nostalgia now. We have the hindsight of looking back and saying this is what made things great. But we we had that 10 years ago. What makes right now better than 10 years ago? Because
0: now we can, at least for me, I feel like I can visibly see the death of motoring in the next 50, 60 years. And I think that this we're at the peak of that right now. You're just starting to see the electronic autonomous car revolution starting in the last 10 years. And as that ramps up and takes off, you're going to start to see younger generations not caring about this stuff anymore. Like when we grew up, we were kids, cars were still cool. The kids that are growing up today, not a lot of not everyone thinks they're cool. And as think of like Alex's kids, yeah. They're really not going to give a shit about cars. So I think right now we're at the top of the of the curve in terms of what cool is. Because we can look back and be like, you know, we saw kids when we were growing, our cars when we were growing up in the 80s that were cool. and right, no, you kind of
1: yearn for what you appreciated as a kid. Somehow right. that comes full Nobody's circle. Nobody's
0: going to be yearning for
1: a Tesla Model 3. Yeah, so two points. If, if we have kind of this high point where we have the best of both worlds. So how about this this point where we have the great nostalgia stuff but we also have like kick-ass machinery today and all this new technology that makes things possible right
0: there is cars that are so like the uh uh, what's the the new Dodge thing yeah or the the, drone or or what were you gonna say i was just gonna say the dodge demon right that is still something today that is just fucking amazing right it's so cool it's so fast it's not for me but what they're able to do appreciate you can appreciate it that's not gonna be happening you don't think we're gonna see that more in 10 years no. You will not see combustion engines like that in the next 10, Even not, years. Even not, okay, I'll, I'll take why, it. Why, why, would a man, g- why would a manufacturer manufacture something like the Dodge Demon five, seven, ten years out from combustion cars being banned completely? I don't think. Why I, would they put the research dollars that? Because into I don't that? think
1: that's going to happen that quickly. 20, 25 years? Mm, still, they're looking at sales figures in a five-year cycle, if that. Sure. So I'm, I guess my point is it's ambiguous that you're picking right now. The I think there's rhyme and the reason moldering. to it. I, th- I think that you're yeah, just I, I know. you're just close enough to seeing the end,
0: where you can look back and be like, "Wow, this stuff that um, came out in the '60s, '70s, '80s, because everybody kind of looks back and says, the '60s and the '70s, that was the golden time, right? It was a golden time of motorsport where there was less rules, and, true. You know, you people were dying all over the place, and there was danger and consequence. Right. And
1: the '80s, you could say for like Group B rallying, yeah, as yeah, well. the '80s
0: were cool. And then after the '90s start, the '90s malaise happened, right? Not a lot of yeah. great, a a lot of great cars in the '90s. Right. Nobody looks back
1: for the you most part. You could say that was when we first started to see Japanese cars. Like there might be something cool in that aspect of it. It's, but I agree, it's yeah, not a high point. There's a right? few. There's always an exception to the rule. But the right.
0: '90s were kind of a shitty time for motoring. The 2010s were a little bit better because you started seeing some some of the technology getting turned into performance. Right. But. At the same time, you started to see the huge resurgence of electric cars, which are basically the uh, they signal the demise of of the cars that are like from the 60s, 70s, 80s, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Another thing I'm going to say is and this is going to wrap into a, a next point. What I think you have a very unique viewpoint and I'm wondering if this this thought that we're in the golden era of right now is due to where you are in life as well. It probably is. You know what I mean? If you were... I'm almost 40, so I'm right in the middle of my own life. If you were, you know, Alex's age, if you were 20 and more optimistic and looking at cool technology and stuff, would you think differently? Would you say, look at all these electric cars and the uh, instant torque we have and all the cool technology that gives us all that? You can look at it that way, but you still need to, I think, wrap your
0: mind around the fact that as you see what the government has done with airbags and fuel efficiency and crumple zones and everything else that they want to do to keep you safe. If the government could get away with it today, Mm -hmm. do you think that they would, if they could say, yes, I don't want anybody driving cars anymore. It's going to be way safer. We're going to have almost zero vehicular deaths on the road. Do you think that they would be like, yes, that is the new law. If the technology was there, would they do it?
1: Um, I'm going to be really cynical and say no, because all of the lobbyists from Detroit are telling him that they can't do that. Are you sure? I would imagine. I think that they're probably
0: on their way to being accepting of that. You think so? Well, they're all they all are moving in house EV autonomous car divisions. True. I mean they're they don't care what they're building as long as people are buying it. They don't care what it is. They're not gonna go, Oh, well, I really wish we could still build the Chrysler three hundred. Boy, we're so bummed. You know, they don't care what it is. They don't give a shit. Yeah, no,
1: you do have a point. I just. hmm I think you make a good point though about where I am in my life. Being yeah, a, I think because you have a, a perspective, a looking glass that you're looking through, right? I've so, got experience
0: behind me that allows me to say, "Hey, I've experienced all these things." That's what allows me to form this
1: opinion, which just makes me right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's it. Anyway. Yeah. No, I could see. I could. See, I see your point. I see where you're coming from. I, let, let me put it this way: I don't think things are going to get better. From here, mm, I say we could have another ten years of really cool, crazy technological well, I'm not innovations saying that in The, the peak is over
0: in like five minutes. Right? I don't. I'm not sure how long we're gonna be where we are. You know, with with all Tesla's bullshit, with their cars kind of being piles of shit, which we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe we're all gonna come to a, a I don't know a, re- a self revelation. Exactly. That would be great. I'd be, I'd love to be wrong. Oh my like, god, would that be great. It's the first time I've ever said that. You're like, "Oh, this EV stuff, this isn't for us. Autonomous driving, that's a terrible idea for yeah. some reason." Well, I'd
0: I'd love to hear what everybody else thinks. So if you uh send us a message and let us know what you think about the golden era of motoring, we'd love to love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, and as just more of a general shout out to our listeners, I really want to hear more about, you know, what your thoughts are. You know, tell Chrissy's wrong, again, as I always say, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. You know, give us some feedback here cuz Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear everyone else's thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's do some news. What do we got? I see we got some fast facts you want to throw out for us. Yeah,
1: fast facts. So speaking of Chris's favorite motoring company, Tesla, the Model 3 we all have been hearing about coming out, they're announcing more delays in their production and delivery dates. So
0: it says here that they're only making 500 cars per month. Now, how many cars does Ford make per a month? A lot. Well, here's the interesting, thing. Thousands.
1: Too, if I don't want to open the article again because we don't know if that's going to open. But um, they, I believe it, their initial plans were 5,000 cars a month when they were peak production. And they, in the last quarter of 2017, so three months... They produced fifteen hundred cars, just over fifteen hundred, which is five hundred a month. So that's yeah, that's garbage. Less than one tenth of where they wanted to be at, and it's not like there's a huge bottleneck in their production facility. There's basically that's kind of they've plateaued out at this number of five hundred cars per month. So that's just all they're capable of. We're that's ba- what it looks they're like. They're basically
0: a coach builder at
1: exactly. this point. Exactly. Well, and so that's the other thing
0: though. A coach well, how builder. Many, how many people are in line? A lot. Thousands, tens of thousands.
1: Yeah, and so if you extrapolate this number of 500 a month, and you're 10,000th in line, you're not gonna get your car for another one. These
0: people that are just blindly into this shit are just, I I can't even. Why? Why? Why are you just praying at the altar of Tesla? Well, okay, They're, they're just so ready to just sacrifice their time, their money, their, just everything, just to be behind this company and be part of this. I remember it's when they,
1: they announced the Model 3, and I, I was kind of on board as well. I was thinking, this is going to be really cool. We're going to have all the... The technology of a Tesla and has what makes the Model S so cool. It's finally going to be the car. It's going to be the car for consumers. That it's a real, exactly it's a real car. Exactly an approachable car from Tesla. So and I still hold a little hope for that. But so I'm going to interject and go back when I said that they wanted to do 5,000 cars per month. No, no, no. I'm rereading. That's actually 5,000 cars per week is what they thought they're actual output figures were going to be and wow. let me remind you we're at 500
0: <laughs> cars per month yeah that's horrifying so
1: not only that are they not anywhere near their production goals there's shitty fit and finish yeah, across the board yeah. it's not like one or two are coming through that kind of escaped the the quality checks it's just terrible um reviews and ownership stories and chris is bringing one up here So there's a guy who took delivery of his Tesla Model 3,
0: and he's driving across the country, and he's having some issues. He's had an airbag light, tire pressure sensor fail, the charging lid, his wipers knock, the music system makes noises, service response malfunction, whatever that is. There's a loud pop in the back with a warning light. (laughs) (laughs) The 12-volt plug is not working, and he's got lower-quality wiper blades that leave streaks. Time zone recognition is not working, 11 mistakes in charging rates calculation, and low-quality upgraded music system. In one instance he said there's been multiple soft resets that were necessary after experiencing several interference glitches while charging. The controls for the steering stop it The steering wheel stopped working at one point. The back facing camera just randomly starts working and <laughs> showing up on the screen while he's driving. And uh um what did he say here? Uh, yeah, there's the basically what they're saying is Tesla's response is or yeah is the, the general uh, response is well it's one of the first ones so it's kind of right. To be give them a, a pass. Give them a break. But bullshit. Here, if Ford did this, I was just gonna say. Give me a break. Put
1: this in perspective. If you drove off the lot in a brand new Ford, Volkswagen, fill in the blank, Anything. any automaker, nobody would and do it. All of those things. If even one of those things you, started happening, here's why you would be upset. They're not
0: buying a car. They are buying an idea. And these people right. that buy this idea, it's part of their uh, moral and political compass that they feel that they need to participate. And I'm not going to say they're right or wrong. I'm just, yeah. political things aside, these people are buying this to be part of something. A lot of people probably like technology and stuff like that. But yeah. the only people that would sacrifice this much money is to be part of something. And I can understand. It's almost like a... <laughs> It's almost like a religious movement, this (laughs) Tesla stuff. Like, why else would you... Praying at the altar of Elon Musk? Essentially, yes. I mean, he's he's considered to be basically a mastermind, right? Yeah. And masterminds come in and save society. And I think people see this as like, finally, someone is here to take us out from the darkness of combustion engines and petroleum and burning and drilling and, and oil spills and all this stuff can finally be eradicated if we bring Elon Musk and we support his company and buy his stock and buy a Tesla. and. They're willing to make this kind of sacrifice where they buy a car where the fucking rear camera starts turning on <laughs> and you can't get into the thing. The steering wheel <laughs> buttons don't work. There's popping noises coming from God. Bless I, I love the popping noise no, and the on. alert. Come on, people. So let's, Stop supporting this bullshit. Well, Take so, a stand. Somebody sue this fucking idiot for making these shitty cars. If I was this guy, my, I would be literally driving that car to the county courthouse to be like, please, where can I sign on the dotted line to sue this idiot for... This bullshit car that I paid too much money for and the emotional suffering that I just basically had happen to me driving across the country with the rear view camera
1: on the whole time. I think you need to be the guy that does this. You should go buy should a Model go buy one? 3 just to complain don't about it. I think you can file emotional damage if you're martyring yourself <laughs> <laughs> we would have hours and hours of material for the oh, podcast it, here. you know we should probably it would probably i wonder if nobody's gonna pay me to do that no nobody, but nobody wants to hear that. you know so less about the idealists and, and uh, you know who really is buying these cars but it just goes to show that it's not the way a automotive manufacturer should function right so if you look at how Ford or Chevrolet brings a car to market. There's years, years and years and years of development and Q and well I mean there's think of how many there's tons and tons of designs of cars
0: that never you never see. They never come to market. They're they're considered failed before they're they're aborted
1: before they even are seen by the public. Right. But I guess what I'm thinking about is even after the development cycle is done on like the new Chevy Cruze or pick any car here, then there's like 3 years of intensive testing. Right where they go through and test every, you know, capacity of the car in every climate. There's hot weather testing and cold weather testing and everything else before they ever put it on showroom floors. Tesla basically, as far as I can tell, has just skipped that entire part of the development cycle. And I think that's, it's kind of,
0: they probably, and this is, I'll, this is a little bit of a political tilt to it, but I think that one of the reasons why they from are, you from me yes I, I try to avoid <laughs> it, but I think it's it's important to mention at this point is that when you have federal funding and federal tax dollars funneled at a huge rate into something, there's a little bit less of a feeling of that there's going to be consequences if you fail True. because it's not your money. True. This isn't like if you if you could go to uh, you know Mystic Lake Casino with someone else's money and gamble. You'd fucking bet the top thing every time you'd hit the max bet and you would just you wouldn't care because it's somebody else's money.
1: Yeah, I can't argue with that. The other factor, though, is what other manufacturer goes out there and sells all of these cars before ever producing them. So now you have all this consumer pressure. They're not
0: selling cars. They're selling an idea. And that is why it is so popular. They're selling an idea and they're selling a man. Elon Musk, yeah. and it, it, it ties into SpaceX and the stupid solar tiles that will never work in most of the country. It's <laughs> they're selling like some of this stuff makes a lot of sense, like the trucks that are on the road all the time. Right, but otherwise, this is just an idea. That's the and it is a fascinating idea. I think no one, no one can say that what he's doing isn't a fascinating concept. Yeah, that's a, you cannot say that because it really truly is, and people are buying this idea.
1: Well, and I think they what's- want to believe. Well, and what's interesting <laughs> about it, even if Tesla just don't look behind the curtain like the
0: Wizard of fucking yeah, Oz. exactly.
1: you know, just don't see what's going on back here. <laughs> no, it's interesting because even if Tesla were to file bankrupt- bankruptcy and disappear tomorrow, this innovation and what he's exposed kind of in the marketplace that this is what consumers are going crazy for. I think now all of a sudden that he's kickstarted Ford and Volkswagen yep, and even everyone they, else. Even to, if they disappeared, it's even if, if they, they disappeared, yeah. Now they've basically set in motion that the market is going towards this EV stuff. And I think you saw like a couple years of
0: um, a lot of the manufacturers just kind of like waiting. Oh yeah, they didn't see do anything. Was this going to do see anything? What was going to happen? And
1: Volkswagen was like, we're just going to we're going to stick diesel, and then that whole thing came oh, unraveling. Yeah.
0: I like their I like their van, their little electric van that they have it's the a throwback bus. to the oh, uh, I love that yeah thing. the old Volkswagen I like that thing a lot. Anyway, whatever window. Bus. I think what bothers me so much about Tesla isn't necessarily the the incoming demise of everything I love, which sucks. but it's I don't like that their people aren't buying cars or buying the idea. That just bugs me as, as a motoring enthusiast, you know if you're gonna buy it's a shitty car, you know, is and that
1: analogous to anything else in a different marketplace? Like, is there another product where it's crappy, but it has such a following? Facebook? No. <laughs> I'm thinking outside the technology sector because you could, you could, you know, make that argument for a lot of technology. But I'm thinking, like, is there... Apple? A- you know, you're buying an idea of Apple because... We're both... Of- well,
0: we're both Apple fanboys, Yeah, fan but still, too. the Apple products aren't that much better than anything else anymore. They used to be. Right. But now they're just different. So people are buying Apple just
1: because it's an Apple. That's dangerous though because I feel like the people who drive Teslas would love to compare Tesla to Apple. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's I
0: it's a perfect example because Apple Apple's products now are not any better than anybody else's. It's just different. And you can think different or whatever their slogan <laughs> was back in the day. But the the Tesla's actually an inferior product. It's, yeah. it, in in most ways of it's using it as an actual car. But yeah I wouldn't if if I was a uh, I am I was gonna say well, if I was married with kids, but I would never <laughs> buy something like even if I was super like you know green guy, I, global warming's terrible. if I was that person, I still wouldn't buy these for my wife because I wouldn't want her in a shitty car yeah because I wouldn't want her in a shitty car that I think might be unreliable.
1: right. I would never be you know, well. There are cars that I would be first to market on, you know, an early adopter, so to speak. But this wouldn't be one of them. No. Anyway, let's. What else we got? Let's. Move well, on. you know, We've speaking of speaking long. of other manufacturers, kind of hopping on the whole uh, electric vehicle EV movement. Uh, there's news about the Porsche Mission. Yeah, e. we talked about that the other day. They yeah. finally have released more information. Yeah. Well, did we go over what the power levels were? I, I have a I have a qualm with this. I know, and that's why I'm bringing it up. No, no, wait. It's not what you think it is. Oh. See that
0: red squiggle under where it says Carrera? Yeah. You spelled Carrera wrong. No, really? Yeah. Oh. I two R's care.
1: go in the other spot. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I took the Carrera badge off my my car. Yeah. Anyway, what else? So that's my excuse. But anyway, so it's they released this going to come in three basically power levels or trim levels, and they released pricing at least for the base model, base being the intro model. So the regular... Entry or the the, I guess we'll call it the lowest power level. They're going to call the Carrera. Okay. The Mission E Carrera. Carrera. All right. And that's going to be the equivalent. I don't know how you actually figure out. Why would you call it Carrera? I mean, they they must.
0: You would never call it a nine five one Carrera or nine forty four Carrera.
1: It's weird. Well, they did make a Carrera model of the nine twenty four GT three or G. I'm sorry, GTR. I'm, I'm, talking some about, weird obscure, I'm talking about calling non 911 stuff Carreras. No, it's, I know. It's weird. It is weird. But anyway, so that's what they're going to call their base level. That's what I thought is weird. 402 horsepower, supposedly, or the equivalent of. You know what this is? Well, I'll let you finish and I'll tell you what Yeah, this is. okay. And so the, the entry level uh, starting price is supposedly 75000 Okay. Which is less than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, The next, they're going to call the next level the Carrera S. Can you
0: imagine when this car comes out in a couple years, what the fit and the finish and the quality? Well, it's going to be great because it's Porsche. It's going to be amazing. It's Volkswagen Auto Group, right? Exactly. They, They, compared to like Tesla... Oh, man. Yeah. they're If Tesla doesn't get their shit together, they are fucked as soon as the Germans start making these cars.
1: Oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be interesting to watch. So the Carrera is their base at a 400 horsepower. The Carrera S is the next one with 536 horsepower. And then their top-of-the-line model is going to be called the Turbo Okay. And that's going to have 673 horsepower. But it just it boggles my mind now that they're applying a technology name like turbo or supercharging, anything like that. Yeah. That used to mean something. Well, that's, that's,
0: I mean, think about when you say turbo, you just like, wow, that's just associated with fast, right? Because it True. used to be slapped on the side of a bunch of cars in the 80s and it just mean, meant fast. Yeah, but at least they had turbochargers. I know, but then it got slapped on other things too. Like you could like have you, like a the Mach turbo 3 table. Razor. Yeah, exactly. Or like the turbo table saw. Or just yeah, whatever. I. I guess I haven't really thought so about that. So what what I think is happening here is you're using these words because these words are staple Porsche words. Yeah. When you think Carrera and you, you immediately think Porsche, it means yep. nothing else. You know, it's not a word that's necessarily always associated with Porsche historically, but since they came around, Carrera. I don't even know what Carrera means, but it. I used. To, I looked it up. Anyway, so now it is associated with Porsche specifically. Right. So these were and specifically associated with the 911. So what you're seeing here is you're seeing a blending of a model line in preparation for people to accept, be forced to accept that the 911 in its current form with a flat six engine will be going away. Yeah. Inevitably. I can't argue with that. And not tomorrow, not next month, not in five years, but at some point it's going to go away. And so what they're doing is they're kind of introducing this now ahead of time to
1: kind of soften the blow, butter people up a little bit. Yeah. All right. I don't know. It just bugs me the naming philosophy here of using Carrera Carrera as in turbo on an electric vehicle. At least keep that for like the electric 911 that is probably going to come. Right. So I thought it was interesting too. Uh, Porsche executives said they, quote, uh, do not intend to make the autonomous technology in this car upstage the driving experience. Right. Great. I don't, but (laughs) as you mentioned in a previous, I don't know how, you know, you can have autonomous technology, which basically means you're not driving and have that part of the driving experience. So anyways, that was uh, about the Porsche Mission E. And then uh, lastly, just real quick here, uh, now that we have a new year um there's coming a new slew of cards that are available for import under the 25 year import rule okay, in you like you found a couple well so everyone kind of goes to the fact that the r33 Skyline is now available because that came out in 93. so 93 is our I'm target like the year. only guy that just doesn't care about the skyline I, I don't series. either but here's what's interesting it's not even the GTR that's available in 93 that's available for import this is just your base r33 skyline okay which is just I don't know, it's a, a little sport coupe yeah, yeah it's not that big of a deal so everyone's focusing on that but i thought some other more obscure vehicles that i would rather import from the 93 model line.
0: one of these i looked all these up because some i didn't a couple i didn't know what they were yeah and guess which one i absolutely
1: hate i will have to we'll have to get to it okay so, okay. you, so, so you know what it is? I don't. No, okay. no I'm, I'm excited to hear it. So the first one is the Lancia Delta Integrale Integrale. Evolution Two. I love this car. So this is the second love, generation of it. I Love this car. It's got a little more power. Yep. A little um, more power. It's not totally but it was, different looking. But it was the,
0: the it was great that it had more power because it was a catalyzed car. So it had a it had a cat and the previous ones didn't. Oh. So I didn't they know were that. able to throw a cat on it and redo the oxygen sensor system and, and, and get still a little make more power. and still make like five or ten more horsepower, yeah. which is cool. Awesome car. Yeah. The but other I, I, that's one of the cars I would consider selling my 911 for. Oh really? It was importing an Evo Two, but they're like Fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Which sell your nine eleven for seventy and import this? This car, there's no way that car is a better car for me than my nine eleven. I don't know. We could make an argument. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't think so, well, anyway, one of these
1: days we'll talk about all the cars I would consider, but actually not <laughs> get and why. So the next one I identified here is an MG R V eight. And this is basically an MGB chassis. You're such a dork. I am a dork. (laughs) I realized lately that I like British cars for some reason. Yeah,
0: you are a dork. That's why. So yeah, yeah teeny- we need to
1: get you one of those little hats with the flappy ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd wear that. I do have like my wife bought me one of the British driving hats, you know, where it's like little flat brim oh, hat, yeah. tweed. You know, have you ever unbuttoned it and like? Yes, you can yeah, unbutton it. Yeah. I don't know the point of that. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, MGB R V eight. It's an MGB with a Rover V eight in it. So basically, this it's the it's shittiest almost like engine ever. It is, but it's kind of like American hot rod mentality of well, just, well, it's just like stick a, Buick, a big V eight, right? That engine's in- like a Buick engine, isn't it? A Buick V eight or something? I don't know like enough about based it. Based on, I know it's like these swap to do if you're in Britain because they're everywhere. Because they were in the rovers. Land yeah, Rovers. So exactly. Sorry. Yeah, they're well <laughs> no, not to be confused with Land Rover. But the motor is is from- rover. Rover is a separate manufacturer than Land Rover. I think that was the same similar engine though. No. It may have been.
0: I don't know enough I don't about know. those I guess marks I don't over either. there,
1: and maybe one of our. I'm only
0: at like a dork level two. Okay, and since you're at like a dork level nine, and you still don't know, oh, it's
1: not dork level nine. I'm at dork level like maybe six. Okay, well I GK don't know cars. if I don't if you
0: don't know, then I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. What else? Okay, we got so here? moving on from the uh, British stuff, we're gonna go over to Italian. This is a Fiat Coupe. I had to look this up. This okay. is this is it came out in '93. This is like the height of what you think of for 90s futuristic styling in a production car.
0: Oh yeah, a little wedge
1: thing. It's a wedge, but it's oh not like it's, it's not angular, it's like uh Oh my god, it's so ugly. Isn't it awesome? Oh it's oh like a god. Pontiac Aztec like with the angled wheels, but it's it's so unique and weird Look looking. Look at the body I lines, of the wheels. Yeah, I
0: know. Oh, my God. I love it. If you're listening to this right now, just look up Fiat Coupe. Well, we'll Well, maybe. It comes
1: with a 20-valve turbo engine? Yeah. Wow. I think they're front-wheel drive, so, I mean, probably not the best driver's car, but it's just so wild-looking. It looks like a Ford Puma a little bit. Yeah. We'll have to uh, link to I don't know, even just the Google image search of this because it's it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it is. It kind of looks
0: like a little bit like
1: a Ford Puma. But anyways, I thought that was really unique and I'd never seen one, so that goes on the list. The next is the Holden Commodore VR. Yeah, I don't know what Chris is looking <laughs> at now. <laughs> anyway, go on. So next on the list is the Holden Commodore VR. This is these basically are cool. these the are, these are cool. Australian like it mentality cost, in a car. It would cost a bunch of money to get one of these here, but it would not that much. I looked two, into it. It's like it. two grand, right? Okay, but they're only they're like four grand over there. Like that's what they're going for nowadays. Okay, well maybe we can start a Commodore
0: VR importing company. So
1: if you don't know what this is, it's basically a more modern version of the El Camino, and it's very Australian. It's loud. It's got a big V eight. And it was, I think Holden is now or was for a while owned by GM. So like the, what was it, Chris? The Pontiac uh, G8 or something had the same engine as yeah, these, yep. the same platform. So they actually, like, it's actually a decent performance platform. I don't want to say car because it is a truck. It's basically an El Camino.
0: Well, all these pictures are not an El Camino, but I know there are I'm, some. I'm
1: thinking of the truck version specifically, yeah. which a couple truck. of those are. Yeah. But anyways, so uh last on my list of just really weird obscure things is another British make. I hate the AC Brooklyn's ace.
0: Why do you think I want I'm gonna pull up a picture and I want you to tell me why okay. t- you I to didn't, tell me why? I, I didn't focus
1: thing. on it that much, but what I love about it, it's it's super rare, and I like my rare cars. Only a handful of these were ever built. It used a Ford 50. For everybody that wants to look it up, it's an
0: AC Brooklyn's. E-R-O-O-K-L-A-N-D-S-Ace A-C-E. So while
1: we're talking about this, you can yep. look it up. And it's an aluminum body over a stainless, stainless steel two frame chassis. So it's basically a race car. Okay. Well. So you, why don't you, why do I hate this thing? So obviously you 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 were only looking at pictures, so something about the styling you find questionable. Yeah. What does this look like? Uh, maybe like an Aston Martin. Looks like a fucking Miata. <laughs> Looks like an Aston Martin to me.
0: <laughs> it looks like a Miata. Look at the rear end of this thing. <laughs> Look at it. That is a Miata ripoff. Maybe that's why I like it. I don't oh, even know. man. Thing you know, sucks. Chris,
1: the first-gen Miata was modeled after the Jaguar E-Type. Well, they sucked at that. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> it's this thing sucks. So regardless, there are some uh, more obscure vehicles that you can import instead of talking to your friends about the R33 Skyline. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What else you got for us, Chris? That's really... I didn't really have any... Oh, we do have one more news story. Yeah. Um, Here, let me pull it up. I want to read was. This was what I'm looking forward to getting to. Okay. All right. So this has been... We've been waiting to have you... I've been waiting for this one. So new law okays self-serve at rural Oregon gas stations, but will stations make the change? Yes.
1: So context for this, if you aren't, again, nerds like us and following social media on the car sites, basically, in the state of Oregon, up until just recently... It was the law that you had to have. Since w-
0: 1951. Okay. So, law. a
1: long standing law that only the gas station employees and attendants were able to pump
0: gas for you. Because it was like a class one or whatever liquid and it was extremely flammable. And, but. Well, it's no different than any other state. They don't have special gas in Oregon. I'm just telling you why. Kay. Okay. This is why. It's because it was extremely flammable and, and it was dangerous. Right. But okay. my guess. Is that back in the day, in the twenties, thirties, forties, you always had a, an attendant. Yeah, you did. It was what you had, and when those jobs started to phase out, exactly, someone went, "Oh my god!" And somebody lobbied and passed a stupid fucking law regulating that you have some dude stand there and pump the gas for you. And have you ever been to a station where they have the attendants? Yes. But yeah. Not in a. Not in probably. You, you, I don't know if you see them around anymore, but
1: it was like right when I got my driver's
0: there's license. There's one here. There's one on in Minneapolis okay. by Southdale Mall. So there and are And there's there. a full serve and a self-serve section. Sure. And okay. I remember accidentally pulling it because I haven't, I haven't actually seen that used since I was a kid because we had a, That's a station That's what I mean. Me. I haven't
1: seen one in years. But I remember, like you said, just pulling in and it's the, like, the ding, bell ding. dings and the guy yeah. comes
0: out and, hey, what would you like, sir? And I'm like, get away from my car. I'll do it <laughs> myself. <laughs> And you can actually look, the gas costs more at those
1: pumps. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's like, it's like, I thought it was just more. like a, a surcharge that the tax on yeah, the, the It's just, it's okay. For rich people. So, but anyway, so Oregon has had this as a law. This has been the norm that you don't pump your own gas, there's always a service attendant that does it for you. And since this law has been, I guess, repealed would be the right way to say it. Now there's been this total uproar of people in Oregon saying how they are, they can't. They can't handle the fact that they might have to pump their own gas. So I've got
0: and, a I've got a couple uh couple responses here from yeah. people. So
1: of course this went rampant on social media, like
0: viral. Yes. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you have 100 heard of this. True. But Our I,
1: listener base has heard this.
0: Yeah. So I, I I want to read a couple comments that I found in the in the comments field that maybe people didn't see. Um, Mike says, <laughs> and I think you know I want to I also want to preface that um. It's tough to tell if someone's being sarcastic or not. But, but
1: there's been enough of these that right. this is how people feel. Right.
0: So I'll start with this one. Okay. Does no one consider the cumulative effects of breathing in small amounts of gas over time? Lung cancer rates will skyrocket. Who knows how this will affect other body systems? <laughs> and this is the, the comments underneath that says, you know what? You're right. Better to pay in a tenant slave wages to breathe them in for you.
1: <laughs> well, what I find funny about all of these is can't they just look to the other 48 states that don't have a law and everyone just pumps their own gas? Look, look at it this way: imagine never having done it before, really. I know. I get I get how it's like strange to them, foreign, and maybe even a little scary, but it's not like it, no one don't else people, is doing this.
0: Don't people out here love to explore? Isn't that the point of living out there? Is to go camping and go in the yeah, mountains? Yeah, Oregon, and shit? good point. Um, no, disabled seniors, people with young children in the car need help. Not to mention getting out of your car with transients around and not feeling safe too. Trans- this is <laughs> this is a very bad idea. Maybe <laughs> Maybe you didn't have so much welfare in your state. There wouldn't be so many transients. Not a good idea. There are. T- <laughs> this, this one's good. Okay. Not a good idea. There are lots of reasons to have an attendant helping. One is they—it's hard to read some of this stuff because the grammar's bad. So, yeah. like in my head, I'm trying to like correct the grammar. No, just
1: just read it as is. Not
0: a good idea. There are lots of reasons to have an attendant helping. One is they need a need a job too. <clears throat> so that get- so so we're just gonna have a job just. Just by law, these people should just have jobs.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say you could just pay me to stand on the corner.
0: Many people are not capable, it's about just what it's good for. I know. Many people are not capable of knowing how to pump gas and the hazards of not doing it correctly. (laughs) Besides, I don't want to go to work smelling of gas when I get it on my hands or clothes. I agree. Very bad idea.
1: Chris, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've gone and pumped gas and just accidentally sprayed my (laughs) entire (laughs) self. (laughs) (laughs) They, <laughs> <laughs> You know, back in the day, maybe they didn't have an auto shutoff,
0: you know, where it would click when it was full. Still, what's the worst that happens? So it gets on your shoes and stinks. So. Not,
1: It hardly does that even. I know. I'm just... I'm I know. Just You're just... giving them the benefit of the doubt. Have uh, you seen Stupid Movie, what was it, from back in the day where they... It was... Oh, Zoolander, right? Yeah. The original Zoolander, yeah. where they're being stupid and they have a, a gasoline gas fight. fight. Gasoline? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing these people think. Did, pumping you, gas did you know is. that
0: you could take a cigarette, a lit cigarette,
1: and throw it in a bucket of gasoline? It yes. It will not burn. You can, because mythbusters the fumes is amazing. Only are what uh, are flammable. But I've anyways.
0: lived in the state all my life, and I refuse to pump my own gas. I had to do it once in California while visiting my brother and almost died doing it. This is a service only qualified people should perform. I will literally park at the pump and wait until someone <laughs> pumps my gas. I can't even. Chris. I can't even, Chris. I think this guy is just kidding. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> Oregon, get your shit together. Pump no your own fucking. The majority of the Facebook posts were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I think it'll be fine. I think they'll survive. They're going to make it.
1: Well, and what's interesting is if this is the mentality of at least some of the population in Oregon, then there's just going to be a lot of gas stations that have the option. Right. So, yeah, I thought that was just hilarious, though. Um, So, I guess to wrap up our show here, I do have a Grind Chris's Gears segment.
0: I I, want to read this other article only because I want to show you a picture of the guy. So, this is. What are we looking at? So,
1: back in the. Like two
0: weeks ago, we talked about California. Uh, trying to come up with a bill to ban cars for combustion oh. internal combustions, f- and by 2040. Okay. So the law has officially been introduced, okay. and uh, which is also so that been means inter-
1: someone has gone to the work to write up and entire- It's been written.
0: It's been introduced. It will be voted on. Okay. okay. Or modified and then voted on. But there's right. similar things in France, UK, and China. So, but I when just you lo- say
1: similar things, laws that 2040, have been drafted. Yeah. Yeah. It's or like, have been passed. Drafted. Nothing's okay. been passed
0: yet. Um, I think they're really gonna have to figure out some it can't be so black and white. No. It's gonna really there's gonna have to be a lot of work that goes into law, like grandfathering th- some things in, some gray
1: areas. It's gonna be, right. a, it's and gonna you, be a really well, intense thing. Well, when you bill. think of all these other side things, like what about um yeah, I don't know, like construction equipment or other, you know, uses. Like you said, it can't be black and white. There's all these other instances where it can't just be everything has to be electric. So I
0: want you to think about what the guy looks like that would write this bill. So this
1: is the guy that wrote the bill saying that we're going to ban electric cars.
0: Yes. And this is, here he is right here. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Mr. Ting. member Ting and he's uh That guy, his favorite pastimes are playing Jenga with his dog out on the porch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. And and coordinating his ties, his bow tie. Yeah, coordinating his bow ties with his horrible ideas. Yes. If if there's an idea that has to go to this, it's that tie (laughs) right there. So, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's it. That guy. Just look up uh, (laughs) Assemblyman Ting from California (laughs) and his stupid bill that sucks. And you'll look at him. This guy probably doesn't even own a car. Oh, I'm sure not. And he probably does own that stupid hat I keep talking about, though, with the flappy ears. (laughs) Actually, this guy's less cool than that, even.
1: Yeah, right. He's not hip enough. So I think that you just you read your own grinding Chris's gears is what that was. Did I? Yeah, I think that's what we'll call that. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I was gonna, I was gonna make a caveat to this week's grind Chris's gears that's basically grind Jake's gears instead. Okay. Right. So that was yours. I'll read mine now. Okay. I, I'll preface this that I was helping a friend look for uh, a set of winter wheels here because she uh, had had the fact that, um, you know, basically driving in this ice box that is our state right yep. now yep. was sub zero temperatures on all seasons or no season tires as i like to call them it's terrible so she wanted to get a a dedicated set of snow tires right but what you have to factor in now is you need to equip tpms tire pressure monitoring system well yeah little mechanisms to every single tire
0: yeah absolutely
1: and do you know why this was because the government says so yes this is a legal requirement of automotive technology are you trying
0: to make me happy right now Jake, I, I is, knew you would get. Are this. you? Are you I sh- knew you would get on board with this. Okay.
1: This is the opposite of grinding your gears. Yeah. This is, makes me happy. I'm so, over here
0: just. I'm getting goosebumps and I'm just feeling warm and fuzzy yeah. right now. I feel like so, I just drank some nice scotch. It feels good.
1: <laughs> well, we have it right over there. <laughs> <laughs> we can add to the feeling. That's if the guys last week <laughs> did
0: drink half the thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, we'll have to tune into that episode. That's gonna yeah, be a future episode. Up. But anyways, so it made me thinking what other legal requirements there are in automotive technology. So I went through a list here. And you're already looking it up. I was going to make this a game. Oh, but, sorry. But anyways. <laughs> so uh, this first one on my list here is um, turn signals or indicators. What year do you think those became? 1953. 58, actually. Because <laughs> I, you I just, didn't remember. You just read the list. So that, to me, makes sense that that is a legal requirement for driving and it needs to be on all cars. The next one I thought of was seatbelts. So this is a safety feature, and I get that this is a legal requirement, but it's still a little more ambiguous. It doesn't affect other people. So seatbelts were required to be in vehicles in 1968. I don't think seatbelts should be required. You're only endangering yourself. That's that's why I'm kind of uh, yeah. Same thing with
0: motorcycle helmets. They I should. agree. If you want to turn yourself into an octopus, an, an octop- octopus or a squid, as they're called. Yeah. You know, stupid, you-
1: quick, underdressed. Idiot. In, in Idi- Im- imminently dead.
0: Imminently dead? I was yep. gonna say idiot driver. I imminently didn't know that was an acronym for something. That's what yeah, it is. But if you want to do that I, and I, screw I, your
1: family and screw your own life up. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a two-wheeler. I, I'm, that's not when you call yourself <laughs> when you have a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> what nerd level did you say I was at before? is six. Yeah. <laughs> six. I think I just escalated in a few a few more. Okay. Uh, anyways, I agree with you on that one. Um next uh, piece of uh, legislation, I guess, that we passed as an automotive technology requirement was the third brake light. Yep. it's stupid. It was 1974.
0: 1974. Two big brake lights weren't enough. Exactly. And, and it then, really ruined a couple of cars. I know, as far as the styling Especially requirements. Especially like Porsches. They just like stuck them on okay. there.
1: Well, a lot of manufacturers did that. They didn't know what the fuck to do. And no, it was only in American because they had thing, 1973 so they- models. And then all of a sudden they have this exact same car that need to have a third brake light. And it has to be so many inches from the rear bumper, et cetera. So, yeah, they literally just stuck a, a, something you'd find <laughs> at a truck stop or at Pep yeah. Boys right there. So next one, we have airbags, which goes along with seatbelt. But this became um, required in 1998 for both front passengers to have front-facing airbags in 1998. And then, of course, my rant of TPMS, the tire pressure monitoring system, became required in 2004. Guess what's required this year? Tell me, rear view cameras. This this law came out a few years ago. Yeah, but it beco- goes into effect that this year every car sold in the U.S. has to have has this. to have a rear view camera or a backup camera.
0: So is it that I mean, kid? People die; they get run over. Yes, dogs get run over. Right. You know, merchandise that you recently purchased and put at the behind your car as you took it out of the trunk and forgot about it gets run over.
1: That happens too. So I I'm not arguing that these are useful pieces of technology
0: you just don't want to be i'm with you because how much my problem is is that it adds a cost to the consumer that they don't necessarily want yes or no
1: yeah i i guess my question about about what about
0: airbags are you do you think all cars should have airbags because they one hundred percent save people's lives. Yeah, Do you no, think- and
1: I'm so I'm less about the safety stuff. I feel like it's hard to argue against things that save people's lives, like seatbelts and airbags. What
0: about how much safety has inter- had has added to the car in terms of weight, True. and how
1: much that's hurt fuel economy? Right, you could make that argument too. But let's go back to that third brake light example. That seems so ambiguous. So my first question, and I don't know the answer to this, where do these laws come from? Who is setting up this mandate that says, you know what we need is unelected a third be- brake light? It's unelected bureaucrats that don't know anything. It o- has to come from somewhere. There was some precipice that said, oh, we have one accident because we didn't see the brake lights, so and now we have to have a third brake light? So it's ambiguous, is my point. And you could make this argument that other technologies that could be just as useful that aren't mandated what about power steering you can buy a brand new car without power steering but it's probably not as useful or safe or more useful than a third brake light
0: my in my opinion you should be able to buy whatever you want um that's not really you know i would love reason i would love to buy a 1992 mark ii golf with a brand new tdi motor in it no airbags seat belts are fine you know, no, not huge turn signals are turn good. signals are nice, right? But Brake I lights sh- are good too. Why can't I just drive my car? The only reason you can't take turn signals off now is
1: because it's an expected
0: thing when you see a yeah, car. But
1: only th- two thirds of people out there use them,
0: <laughs> depending on if it's a That's BMW a or not. That's a statistic
1: I read. 30% of people mine. do not use their turn that signals. That can't be right
0: cuz I very rarely see someone not use.
1: But my point is that it's an expected thing.
0: So if you have turn signals, you can't just not have them now because right. it's like a subconscious thing you're looking
1: for it. It's it's more than subconscious though. It goes to how people use roads and like it goes to traffic. Um what am I trying to say here? It, it's it's ingrained in how we use the freeway systems right. and the infrastructure of today. But when you have a turn signal, you can't get rid of that. But you could
0: choose not to have an airbag. Right. Why? I mean, it's my face. I agree. You know, whatever. same
1: same as the motorcycle. So I wanted to show you thing. this
0: list. This is the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards and Regulations from the U.S. DOT. OK. So this is all and all of these have huge subsections. Okay, oh, got, so
1: this is basically all of these items is, that I talked about. Yeah, so we've This got, is every one of them.
0: I could read this. It's controls and displays. Transmission, Some of these are so weird, though. Transmission shift lever sequence, starter interlock, transmission braking effect, windshield defrosting, windshield wiping, hydraulic brake systems, brake hoses, lamps, pneumatic tires, tire selection, rearview mirrors, hood latch systems, theft protection, motor vehicle brake fluids, retreaded pneumatic tires, power-operated windows, Pneumatic tires, tire selection, air brake systems, motorcycle brake systems, motorcycle controls, accelerator control system, warning devices, I commit protection, head restraints, steering controls, glazing materials, door locks, seating systems, I crash protection, seatbelt assemblies, seatbelt assemblies, windshield mounting, child restraints. So, so you're recited. only about 10% through I, the schooling Not scrolling. even. Not even. It goes yeah. forever. So, Forever.
1: I mean, like I said, most of these are good ideas. I can't argue against having seatbelts in the car. And I can't argue. A against lot of
0: this comes. You ask where it comes from. Kay. It comes from companies like Mercedes or Volvo trying to innovate. And when they try to innovate, they come up with a safer thing. We should find out who the first one was with the third brake light. It's probably right. Volvo. Kay. They're the first ones that had uh proper airbags, or maybe that was Mercedes. It was either Mercedes or Volvo. And once that technology is done and it's in the premier cars, right. then the technology trickles down. Okay. That's kind of where it comes from. And then and then the government goes, oh that. my God, it's so safe. We need to just,
1: every car needs to have this. That's the jump I don't get. I get that are these are about? innovative things. This, that this the is the best what government com- does, man. What do you mean you don't get it?
0: Their job, these people go to, to, go to work every day or maybe for two hours a day at Congress, and they go, what can I do for my constituents to make them safer, to make their lives better? I'm not saying they're bad people, but that's what they think that they're doing all the time. So you've got the U.S. Department of Transportation sitting around with their thumbs up their asses trying to figure out shit to do to make your life better, whether you like it or not. Hmm. that's what they're doing, that's their job this just took a big political turn (laughs) I'm, I'm not saying that you can believe in this or not believe in this, but that's the way it is you may want this That's your prerogative. You may not want this. That is also your prerogative. But that's what happens. That's what they're doing is that's their job. That's their self-proclaimed job is to make the road safer, make the car safer, make sure that there's standards, make sure everybody doesn't die. That's their self-proclaimed goal. So when they see somebody like Mercedes come out with XYZ bells and whistle gear knob that's way safer than the previous widget, they go, oh, my God, well, every car should have this. So basically they just insert it and inject it into this into this code and then everybody has to do it.
1: Yeah, I can't argue with it there. I just don't know what that holds for the future then. How much more regulation? I will do you want me to tell you? Because I'm more than happy to
0: tell you. I don't know. Do I want you to? It's you're just it's an automated car. You don't drive. That is yeah. the safest form of motoring and the safest form of transportation is if human shitheads aren't driving because we make <laughs> we make mistakes. Right. We're stupid, we're in we're we're fallible, we're imperfect, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to hurt people, we're going to kill people, we're going to road rage, we're going to not maintain our tires, we're not going to fix that ball joint and on and on and on and on, all these things that create unsafe unsafe driving conditions, the government's dream would be to re- remove that from the equation. Yeah, it's been you, They've said it. No, I, I mean, know. This is, this and I'm
1: not going to argue with you on that. But it did bring up a good point about how like people not maintaining their cars and unsafe ball joint, etc. Minnesota does not we have, don't have anything. An inspection, a no. yearly inspection. And that would probably do much better. Not that I want it, but that would do so much more for the safety is, of vehicles would on be the such road a
0: burden for the poor, I think. Oh, it, yeah. It really, but no, I, don't, I don't like that very much. No,
1: I don't. But I think that would do more in keeping cars safe and on the road than a lot of these legal technology requirements. Yeah, probably. On brand new cars. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But, I mean, I think that you would see a huge revolt if they tried to do that. Just imagine the guy that lives in his trailer park with his F-150 from 1996 that's super rusty and right. barely running with bald tires in the winter. You're gonna take that guy's car away, so he
1: can't get to work to, you know, right? No, do whatever I, it is that I he does. agree. It's not a good thing, but it's just interesting how all these things affect. I think you know, what motoring. what is
0: important to understand is that there is no perfect system. There's no way to make it. 100% safe. So you have to understand that we are imperfect. People are going to die. People are going to make bad decisions and you have to let that happen. That's part of humanity. That's who we are. That's there's The consequences for things are what helps us make decisions, good or bad. You don't even know what something good is unless there's something bad, whether right. it's dying or you know, breaking We, up your we could
1: go down such a deep this rabbit is, this hole. This is like a philosophical thing. I was going to say, we don't need to get into philosophy here. So I think we just leave it. That leave it at that. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> humans, humans are imperfect. We gotta let them die. Yeah, we gotta start. We gotta stop the show on We're a, on a dead higher anyway. point though than that, Chris. We do. I don't know. I think so. How about just keep the shiny side up and, and keep keep driving. Yeah, keep the shiny side up, especially in this cold winter weather. You
0: don't want to get trapped out there. And keep your gas tank more than a quarter tank full. If you live in Minnesota,
1: quarter tank is empty. That is my advice to you. My advice to you <laughs> for this. Okay, for this, for this I'm notorious outside. for like running it down into the when it so when it tells you that low fuel or the light comes on, that's which, when you get gas. I wonder if that's band-aided too, to have a low fuel light. I bet that's on the list. Who knows? But anyways, then I drive another 30 miles and then fill up. That's terrible, man. I know.
0: <laughs> just imagine. What if someone I just, my you, wife will oh tell you God. how many times I've ran out of fuel too? What has I let's say your wife calls you and goes, Hey, there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the hospital, something happened, and you're like, Oh shit. I have to get gas, so you go and you go to get some run out of gas, and something bad happens, and you weren't able to get there. I'm not Just... saying it's smart,
1: Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And on that I... note, <laughs> well, thanks
0: for uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We're so glad that you were here. Please give us a five star review, and uh, you know, on all your social media platforms and your podcast platforms, it's what keeps us afloat here. And share the word, tell your friends, and uh, we'll see you later. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.
1: I'm a I'm a two-wheeler right. I mean, that's not what you call yourself when you have a motorcycle. <laughs>